Can we please be seated? So this morning, for our reflection, I want us to reflect on the example of Christ in personal evangelism. The example of Christ in personal evangelism. And um, I'll just be sharing from two passages in John chapter 3 and in John chapter 4. Just a reflection on Jesus' encounter with two people. One-to-one interactions between Jesus Christ and certain individuals which were quite popular in scripture. So Nicodemus and the Samaritan woman are the well. And it's interesting to find a contrast between these two people. So one was a man and one was a woman. Even though it might look like a trivial distinction, but I just need us to consider the fact that both men and women need to be presented the gospel, whatever gender you are. Amen? So Jesus spoke to the men, and he spoke to the women also, one on one. Nicodemus was a religious man. He was a church man. He was a high official. Whereas this woman was in quotes an outcast, a serial fornicator, and somebody who went out to fetch water in the heat of the day, where probably there will be no other people at the, at the, at the place of collecting water. So distinctively, we see people who may be in church, people who may be dignified, people who may be people of high standing in society, but who may still need to be preached to, who may still need to be led to the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first point I want to make this morning is that regardless of who we encounter, we must make soul winning our aim. If we don't make that as a conscious decision, we may make interact, have interactions with people without, without pointing them to the way of the cross and to salvation. Because we may have opportunity to meet people of high standing. And one of the things we may, the second point I want to make is that we must get rid of all prejudice. Because if you encounter somebody like Nicodemus, we may respond in a number of ways. Some of us may be starstruck when we meet very dignified officials. Maybe you meet an MP or you meet a minister of state or even the president. You may be starstruck by their high social standing and you may neglect that even those people may need to be pointed to Christ. Because if you look at Nicodemus, when he met Jesus, the first point he made was to talk about the impact of Jesus' ministry, the power that Jesus exercised in his ministry. But then when Jesus responded to his comment, he told him that you need to be born again. And so when we meet people of high social standing, people of repute in society, and even some who may be in church, religious people as they may be, because Nicodemus was a religious man, but if we sense, we still have to lead them to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Dignified people may be lost. There are times when we see people who may be so dignified, so very well educated, we may 
be tempted to think that everything may be right with your soul, but it may also be lost, just like Nicodemus was lost. And wretched people, like the woman at the well, may also, may be lost, and sometimes it's very obvious to us, but it is sometimes looking at the extent and the depth of their depravity, we may neglect them. We may think they may be too far away from the kingdom and may neglect making a conscious effort. Jesus appeared to have passed through Samaria just for the, in, with the primary aim of encountering this woman because it was of necessity that he passed through Samaria. And because of the woman's gender and the woman's tribe, it would have been very convenient if Jesus avoided a conversation with her. But we must make a conscious effort to engage people in our community. The people who people might find strange if the pastor is talking to them. We smokers, drug addicts, serial fornicators, prostitutes, some of whom may be known in the community. But Jesus applied wisdom by talking to this woman in the open to avoid any entrapments, as people say and as did recently, by entrapping them. We should also get rid of tribal, because there are some of us who are comfortable talking to people of the same language. But I, I remember two years ago in our church in Alajo, we shared a wall with a, with a, with a school which has French students who are in the country to learn English. And I noticed that we didn't have any ministry for the, to those people. But those people, because it is difficult, and when I said we're going to start a French service, people were like, so how are we going to communicate with them? But we found somebody, and it was surprising, it was a, a, a Methodist who was a French student, a French uh, graduate from um, uh, University of Ghana, who came every Sunday morning to help us do the French translation. And there are a number of them, they are Methodists. One, one lady is a Methodist from Benin who had come to Ghana and couldn't find a church to fellowship in. And so we shouldn't even learn language. One of the things I've been exercised about recently is ministry to the deaf. That if a deaf person walked into our church, they would not be, they would not be ministered to because we don't have any arrangements and we don't even have people trained to be able to, but regardless of people's deficiencies and the limitations round about them, we must make a conscious effort to reach out to them and overcome all prejudice like Jesus did in encountering the woman. The third point I want to make this morning in personal evangelism is also that conversations can be started around ordinary things. We see that in the case of Nicodemus, he had come to have a, a religious interaction with Jesus. So there are people who come to us. He came inquiring, making a comment, giving commentary about Jesus' power. And there are those who come to us seeking breakthrough, wanting you to pray for them over visa applications. People bring their job, their CVs for you to pray over so that they could get jobs. But we should not neglect that even though they might have come for another reason, we should take the opportunity to point them to Christ. Perhaps, we don't know the outcome of Jesus' interaction with Nicodemus. We have an exciting and very, very deep teaching about, the, about regeneration in that encounter. But John did not give us the outcome. 
But in the interaction with the woman of Samaria, we know the outcome. That Jesus started a conversation around water. It was a natural conversation. It wasn't forced. A very natural conversation. And I've come to see that we can, this World Cup season, we can start conversations around football and lead people to Christ. Start conversations around boxing. Start conversations around food recipes. We should not miss the opportunity to take ordinary conversations and translate them into conversations about the gospel. Somebody can come talk to you at your place of work, and it could be a very technical conversation. But some way, somehow, we can find... I remember uh, my relationship manager at the bank uh, came to introduce herself to me because the old one had, been, had left the bank and she was new and had come to introduce herself to me. So she came to the office, and then we were talking. And when she mentioned her surname, I asked whether she knew... Um, a certain boxing promoter who was um, who bought the same surname and he said, oh, yeah, I'm married to his son. I said, oh, okay, I love the sport of boxing. And he said, oh, a pastor and you like boxing? I said, yeah, because boxing is in the Bible. So I, even though the conversation started around our banking relationship, and then I inquired about her and I found a connection to boxing, I took the conversation from boxing to the gospel. Because I told her, yeah, it is one of the sports mentioned in the Bible. Because in 1 Corinthians 9, Paul said that I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. Because he talked about sports and athleticism and how you have to discipline yourself. And he said that I beat my body and I make it my slave. And from then onward, the conversation changed. And I was able to talk to her about scripture and about the word of God and about how regardless of what we do, there is, a spiritual, there is a spiritual need that we have to address and an application of even the natural things. And I sought at that moment, because she told me she was a Catholic and all, to, to lead her even to the, to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's important that even conversations around ordinary things like water at a well can translate into a salvation Message. I will not go into the content of Jesus' conversation because of time. But then we find that at the end of the conversation, the woman came to believe. And it's amazing that this woman who was ordinarily an outcast, instantly became an evangelist. And instantly was able to call a whole city, a whole town. She went out, she left the jar, of, or the jar she came to fetch the water there and run with the joy of her salvation to draw many. Sometimes some of the people that we write off that we are not inclined to even want to talk to may be the biggest breakthrough in our ministry. There was one boy who, he used to be in Sunday school. He, he liked to dance a lot. But after secondary school, he had left church, uh, was in the world, was doing a lot of dancing, you know, doing music videos for secular artists, when we started our weekend outreaches, what we do um, for the, the street one is that we get people, we play hot music, then they, they, when they start dancing, you know, then people gather, then we preach. So I spoke to him that, look, stop this, your Shatawali dancing, and come and dance in church. It took a while, it took some, some months for him to agree to come. And then when he came, 
And then now we started talking to him, speaking to him, preaching, praying with him. You know, he came about, about four weeks later. He came with seven of his own friends, some of whom had been, you know, they told me of they've been smoking shishak, you know, codeine and those things. And it's amazing that this one boy brought seven other young boys. You may be surprised that the one-on-one -on -one interactions we have, if we will make soul winning our aim, some of the people that are the most unlikely may be the people who may even, from the investment we have made in them, go to bring many, many more people. And, and for the women, it's amazing. If we don't have them in church, our congregations will be very small. Yeah. And they can really, really put themselves into the things that they do. I just came to encourage us this morning that we should not neglect personal evangelism. Because sometimes, apart from making altar calls from the pulpit, you may go a very long period without personally, personally leading people one-on-one -on -one to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us make it our aim. Let us find opportunity in ordinary settings, in ordinary situations. And when people come even voluntarily, like Nicodemus, to inquire, whatever their interest, we should check, ask questions, and if need be, lead them to the saving knowledge. Because Jesus says that except a man be born again, except a man be born again, they shall not enter into the kingdom of God. So as necessary as regeneration is, we must, you know, people, we may still pray for them for the visas. We may still pray for them for, to find husbands and wives. But in all that, we must find opportunity to call them, to look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. May the Lord help us. May he enable us, like John Wesley commissioned us, to make soul winning our chief aim so that the souls that will be accounted for on, our, on the account of our ministry will abound. So that the reward, Jesus Christ, after he spoke to the woman, was so fulfilled that when the disciples brought the food, he said that, I have food that I eat that you know nothing about. I pray that God will attend our ministries with fulfillment. In the mighty name of Jesus, that the satisfaction we will get will exceed even the material food and the material, material provisions that God has even promised that he will bring to, our, to us. In Jesus' name, amen.